0: Hold that please Level 5 Thank you Ah you must be one of our new interns
1: Yeah hi Nice to meet you
0: Hi Now the most important thing to know Is to Ertz in the bypassal Rise plug sale
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry
0: The single most important thing Is to Ertz in the Channelized Bingbingus At the bypassal Rise plug sale And you'll be fine
1: Err uh, yeah That sounds important Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.
2: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman. Uh, Less than 24 hours after the bombshell landed late last night, Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson not going to be part of the England team. Uh, to travel to the caribbean in march the first time uh, since 2004 uh, that uh, neither bowler has featured in a tour down to that part of the world so i've made my way over to lord's st john's wood to grab uh, a few minutes with sir andrew strauss to find out a little bit more about the rationale behind that and uh, that's uh, the reason for this very special edition of the following on podcast Well, the county season is still a couple of uh, months away. It's uh, just kind of uh, there on the on the horizon, uh, starting to get a little bit excited about uh, the days that can be spent stretched out in the stands at uh, either the Oval or here at Lords, where Sir Andrew Strauss is about to speak to me um, ahead of uh, Talksport and Talksport 2's live and exclusive coverage of the West Indies series uh, in March. It will take place without Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad. Eight changes from the squad that toured Australia. Uh, The hatchet, or the guillotine, has come down, uh, possibly not uh, permanently, on the careers of Broad and Anderson, but uh, you feel uh, that for some of the other members of the team omitted who toured Australia, that may well be the case. Anyway, uh, Sandra Strauss is just about uh, ready to speak, so let's hear what he has to say. Story of the day. Andrew, thanks for talking to us on Talk Sport. First things first, what are England hopefully going to learn from the decision to rest, drop Stuart Broad,
4: Jimmy Anderson from the tour of the Caribbean? I think just firstly, I think it's worth framing what we're trying to achieve with this selection. I mean, ultimately, this England team needs to get better. Their batting in particular has been unproductive over the last 12 to 18 months or so. Uh, we need to, to win more away from home. Yeah, I think we've we've won four out of our last 13 series away from home. And if you want to be the world's best team, we need to do better than that. And, of course, this is the start of a, a new cycle. So it's an opportunity to refresh and look forward. Um, and so with all those three in mind, we, we feel there's a great opportunity to get... Um, A little bit of the the younger bowling talent involved in the setup for the first time and also to give some of the existing bowlers a bit more responsibility with the ball in their hands. So uh, none of us are saying that this is the end for Stuart Broad or James Anderson. Obviously, the the new director of cricket and coach will come in and take a view as to what the best team is for the summer. But this three-test match series, I think, is about us understanding better what our options are, especially away from home moving forward
3: stuart has been dropped a few times over the last couple of years when you look at his record statistically um, and of course alongside Jimmy Anderson is there not a feeling that there's been a touch of disrespect maybe given to one of England's greatest ever bowlers and added to that is is it not a touch of disrespect to the West Indies a place England haven't won for 20 years to send essentially what is, could be described as a weakened team?
4: Yeah, but listen, I, I think with bowling resources, you always have to chop and change them because you, the conditions are always different uh, and you, bowlers get tired, you know, so you, you always have to manage your resources. It's not it's not the same as batting in that sense. Um, I, I totally agree. I, I've been in a number of tours of the West Indies and we haven't won, so I know exactly what the challenge is there. Um but right at the moment, we've got to we've got to balance winning today with winning tomorrow, and trying to achieve both. Um, and so that's how we look to balance this team. We are desperately go over there and win. Uh, we think we've got a bowling attack to do that, and we think we've got some some good batsmen who need to be more consistent if we want to win out there as well. So that's what we've settled on. I think we will learn more over the course of that tour uh, about our bowling resources, and that gives the the new director of cricket and the new coach. Uh, hopefully more information from which to base their decisions moving forward. Has Joe Root been told he's going to have to bat at three? Uh, Joe Root came into the selection meeting and was des- determined to let everyone know that he wants to bat at three. That That's something that he thinks is important for both him and the team moving forward. And, uh, you know, I think that's well supported by the selection panel. Um, you know, our issue, quite frankly, has been our our productivity at the top of the order. And if Joe Root goes up to three, I think that that plugs that gap to a certain degree and also gives opportunities for, you know, maybe some of our younger and less experienced batsmen to play that role in the middle order. And what about the, uh, the new faces uh, coming in? I mean, there's been
3: wholesale changes at coaching level and also within the playing staff. Um, what are you hoping to see from those people that have been given this opportunity?
4: Yeah, well, I think Alex Lee's at the top of the order. He's a, a mature... Cricketer, who knows his game very well now. Um, and, you know, we need to have a an opening partnership that is more consistent than we've had previously. So he gets the opportunity to do that. Um, I think with uh, Matt Fisher and Saqib Mahmood, those are guys that have long been identified as people with a lot of talent. They offer very different things. Saqib Mahmood, very good, uh, you know, a little bit higher than average pace uh, and very good reverse swing bowler. Uh, Matt Fisher, um, you know, very solid performer who... Impressed a lot on the uh, Lions tour to Australia, so a bit of new blood, definitely some exciting talent on show. But we know, we all know, we're in the performance business, right? And so it's one thing having talent; it's another thing delivering it under pressure in the middle. On Friday, you made
3: the made mention the word toughness a couple of times. Um, you've been brought in or back in to make some tough decisions. Is that an indication that maybe those tough decisions haven't or hadn't been made up to now? Will that be? Something that uh, when you select the new coaching setup, there'll be an eye very much more on that side of things.
4: Um, look, I think when you are in these positions, you have to be prepared to make tough decisions like that. That goes with the territory. Um, and I think coaches have to blend it, really. They have to be challenging to players at times and supportive at times as well. That, that's the skill of a coach is to work out when to do either. Um, so... Look, look, this team needs to move forward. We haven't been good enough. Uh, I don't think anyone is pretending that. Um, Our white ball team has been pretty good and consistent. Um, Our red ball team needs to be matching uh, the expectations that everyone has for for a test cricket in this country, which are very high.
0: Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns.
1: Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you.
0: Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to uh, hurt in the bypass parcel rise plug sale.
1: The most important thing is what? Sorry.
0: The single most important thing is to us and the channel has been bingus of the bypassal rise plug sale and you'll be fine.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense. LinkedIn knows how.
2: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online
3: So those were the words of uh, Andrew Strauss. Uh, Let's now hear what Jay Dernbach, former England bowler, of course, alongside Steve Harmson, had to say as part of TalkSport 2's live and exclusive coverage of the second ODI
5: between India and West Indies. Why are people who are in in charge for
6: three or four weeks making seismic calls like this? This isn't their responsibility, is it? No, I don't think it is, and... I'm. Baffled by how they've gotten to this this decision, are I'd, I'd be intrigued to know how they've gotten to this, this this decision. <clears throat> is this a player for a Paul Collingwood and Andrew? I, I know Andrew Strauss isn't going to stay on. There's no way he stays on um, beyond you know this this interim period. But is this a a call from James Taylor and Paul Collingwood to say right, um, if we go if they go over to the West Indies without Broad Anderson and win, that not only do I get the dressing room without two old-time greats overlooking, overshadowing, uh, taking energy away from, possibly taking energy away from the dressing room because of the natural characters that they are. And I can control the whole group and control the dressing room and control the way we go and the way we play. It's a big punt and it's a big gamble. My honest opinion, I would have said, Mac, I said it right before the ashes, that if England go to Australia with the right message that it's going to be tough, Even if we lost in Ashes and we competed, I would have looked at probably not taking Jimmy Anderson, possibly not taking both of them to the Caribbean, see what we've got and then come back in the summer. But we come back to we've had one of the worst Ashes series in history We're second players left, right and centre and our bowling wasn't a problem. We realised the realisation after two test matches, we were Stuart Broad short. Now we're picking a couple of young bowlers to see what they're like. I think Ruben shoulders with Broad and Anderson would work, and then in the summer, if it comes to it, the new management team goes. You know what? I'm going to start fresh. We'll go with a reset, and then we'll we'll go without Broad and Anderson and see where we go. We go there, so we start from from scratch. But I agree, from interim coaches to our interim management to make this call—that's a big, big call and a big, big gamble. And uh, Stuart, I can, I can. I could understand him being annoyed. He will be annoyed. Stewart's the bowler I would take to the Caribbean because of the bouncy surfaces. Jimmy Jimmy can bowl on anything. Jimmy's the best bowler of all time. He can bowl on any surface. If there was one, sur- one tour to give him off, this would possibly be it, getting him ready for, for what would be his last hurrah in the summer. But to end their careers this way, because I think this is it. I don't see them coming back. To end their careers this is it. I don't think that's... That's right. I think it's disgusting, actually, on on two all-time greats. And then the message that they've sent was reset. I couldn't stop laughing at that bit. Reset. We are going to reset this whole thing. And the problem that we've had in recent times is that we've said this bowling attack can't bowl like that. We go go to the Gabba and we criticise our bowling attack. We're going to Antigua with the same bowling attack. The first first test match in Antigua will have the same bowling attack as the Gabba. And that is not a reset for me.
5: Are we not being massively disrespectful to the West Indies here? Because this isn't England who are coming off at the back of an Ashes series win. This is an England side, as Steve Armisen has just said, have just been pumped for the last few weeks. And now all of a sudden we think we're good enough to leave out two bowlers, go to the West Indies. They must be licking their chops. I mean, they've been massively snubbed here, haven't
7: they, the West Indies? Yeah, it's almost a double-edged sword. As Harmy pointed out, this, this whole terminology which has been thrown around, this whole resetting uh, terminology can't quite get my head around it, but yes, of course, from the West Indies' point of view, they'll be looking at the shambles which is going on right now, uh, which is fair to say, and uh, be basking in the opportunity to to turn us over on home soil. Um, we've had we've had an average record at best being away from home lately, having just been turned over horrifically in the Ashes, and arguably two of the guys who actually performed with their head held high enough in Australia have come under pressure and now lost lost their spot and we're not just talking about two any old cricketers here we're talking about two of our best 1100 rickets between them it it makes absolutely no sense to me certainly from the point of view if you want to blood youngsters into the side i'm all for that i'm absolutely all for that to get a look at what we've got behind them too but to not take them with you to learn from what's the point of that where is their learning going to take place they're going to learn on the hardest arena possible the test match arena out there in the middle when all the eyes are going to be on the test match side looking for this great reset and looking for us to bounce back from a disappointing winter but we're just going to put young lads to the slaughter aren't we as, as Harmies points out we're going to have the same bowling attack we had potentially in the test match in Australia with the addition of Mahmood and Fisher having a look at their records They're not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm not saying you have to be to come in to our test side right now. But if you're going to take down two legends of our game, I'd like to see a bit more than averaging 28, potentially. One of the points that Harmi made uh, is that uh, by using the word reset,
3: which is the the word um, that was used liberally by Sir Andrew Strauss when speaking to myself um, on Talk Sport, but also George de Bell, cricketer, actually um, what is your title now I
5: don't know uh, I think uh, that's a good question I, I should know shouldn't I senior, senior, Cor- senior correspondent chief correspondent I think I don't know we're, we're not, you are a massive chief <laughs> emperor <laughs>
3: <laughs> should we say that Danny Kelly refer- calls me uh, Talksport's cricket czar nice. on talk sport. would you like to be the cricketer magazine's cricket czar no <laughs> cricket czar it just sounds like you've got a speech impediment to
5: be honest
3: um Look, we'll, we'll leave the final word to, to George DeBell, who is with me. We'll, we'll work out what his title is the next time he's on the show. Essentially, um, you've just had 25 minutes with with Strauss. I had five. I'm not sure. I, I mean, just to give listeners a little idea, what essentially happens with these uh, events is that all the camera, uh, camera people from the various different TV stations uh, line up and Strauss goes one by one by one all along the line. And then he speaks to me with my little um, battery-powered microphone. I was actually the first person to speak to him today. And when you listen to these conversations, it's essentially the same thing over and over again. And one of the words that came out from this was, it's a chance to reset. Would you, would you suggest this is a reset? Because in all likelihood, England are going to go into that first test match against the West Indies with a bowling attack of Robinson, Wokes, Leach... And Wood, which I think was the bowling lineup that they had in, at the Gabba.
5: I think sometimes in periods of crisis, <laughs> there is a temptation to do something, and something's better than nothing. And what they've done here is basically go out and buy a new toaster when the washing machine's <laughs> gone wrong. There hasn't been a problem really with the bowling; the problem has been with the batting. And what they've done is uh, Jettison to actually fairly high-performing players. And I, and I would accept that there are some signs that they're in decline.
6: Yeah.
5: Um, but, you know, they, they're still very, very good players, good competitors. I mean, they, they, they've kind of set the bar uh, for what you would want others' professionalism and standards to be. So, in a way, I feel that they're being punished. Maybe that's the wrong word. But they're paying the price for other people's failures, which seems unfortunate. And having said all that, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. It is the start of a new cycle. It is probably the time to rebuild. But um, it—I'm not sure I can entirely see the logic. You might argue that, um, however good they are, that a—I don't know—a a, a tall tree doesn't really allow the shade, or well, creates such shade that other plants can't grow. And I—and I think there's going to be this suggestion that. Anderson and Broad are quite difficult in the dressing room or something like that. I, I don't really buy into that. Uh, I, I bet that there are times when Jimmy Anderson in particular can be quite grumpy. Well, you would be if you had to bowl all day and then the England batters were bowled out in a few hours and you were bowling again and your slipfielders couldn't catch and you had a standard of professionalism in yourself that wasn't matched by some of your colleagues and then you were dropped because of their failures. I think that might make me a bit peeved too. So uh, I, I don't really buy that. And if um, the captain felt that he couldn't manage with those senior players in his side, well, maybe the captain is the problem. But I don't think those things are the case. I actually think there's a sensation here that uh, English cricket's in crisis. There was a need to do something, so they've done this, and it and it has made us. It is a, a dramatic statement. Um, and I'm not sure that it really takes English cricket any further. It does seem strange, doesn't it, to essentially get a,
3: uh, an underperforming England side, and Sandra Strauss made a point that it's a this is a chance for England to start winning away from home again, and essentially take the two things, or two of the few things at work, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad, away from the side, and then move Joe Root to three, a position he has long held said, uh, long held um, uh, said he doesn't want to put the bat in. We now have to believe that it's his decision to play at three. Um, so you're essentially weakening the side, but at the same time saying you're trying to make put England into a position where they're going to win more. I'm not sure those two things quite quite work. But what I would say about Andrew Strauss, I'm going to drop the serve for the rest of this, is that for me it feels like he's making a decision because he he knows that. Long term, it's probably the right one because England are going to have to learn to win matches without Anderson abroad at some point. And he's almost taken the pressure off the new coach. Well, has he? Has he I, I remember he made a... Well, statement. OK, well, imagine the new coach. It, that's a big, big call for a new coach yeah. to come in and drop Anderson abroad. Yeah. He immediately loses them, right? This at least gives takes that away. So he, the new coach comes in And he has a decision to make. And it's really, it's a much easier decision. England have just beaten the West Indies 3-0 with this new, brilliant attack, which has been given a chance, I know, I know, has been given a chance to thrive, to to get a bit of sunlight. The the shade has moved Mm -hmm. to one side. Or England struggle and and he can bring back the cavalry. And there's that feel-good factor about the fact they've come back. Because they will come back.
5: I don't know. You could equally argue, couldn't you, that uh, a new coach would be seen as making a retrograde step if you recalled a guy who was nearly 40, or he might well be 40 by that time. So I, I don't know, uh, but there are different ways to interpret it. I, I th- there were some other brave decisions in there, you know. I mean, it's gone relatively unremarked, but Joss Butler's been dropped. You know, he clarified he has been dropped. It's not a, a fitness decision. I think that's quite interesting. It, it, it might well be the end of Joss Butler's test career. Uh, Did that, it ever really start? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, he's played nearly sixty. he's played about sixty Tests. He's, he's had a huge amount of opportunity, and it's been deeply underwhelming as a Test mm. career. There have been moments uh, when he's looked, uh, I don't know, full of promise. But Ben Fokes is a is a very fine player, and it's an exciting opportunity for him. I actually think he, he is one of those who will seize the chance uh, and do really well. So th- he, of course, was dropped the last time he played towards West Indies. He was. I mean, he's only played one entire series and he was player of the series in it. Um, yeah, he's been really, really unfortunate. And again, he has, been, he has paid the price for other people's failures because there was always a need to squeeze in an extra player. Uh, and look, that's still the case now. There have been... The broad uh, case in particular has been so emotive for so long. He has been left out on quite a lot of occasions, sometimes in my view quite reasonably... Uh, he has forced his way back in through performances and then proved his point. That's not a bad thing. H- having two senior players who keep wanting to play and keep wanting to perform and then back it up on the pitch, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I, I, it just seems a little bit um, dramatic. To, th- th- this isn't, with Anderson in particular, a question of been phased out. He, he, he has just suddenly been dropped. And I think he was the top wicket taker Sorry, he was the top of the averages in uh, the Ashes. I think he's averaging 22 since the start of 2020 with the ball. I think Broad is averaging 20 with the ball in that period. So you are actually dropping quite high-performing people with quite a lot of knowledge and intelligence. I don't know. I I, I do see where he's coming from. These decisions, they're very rarely black and white. There are lots of shades of grey. It does seem to me to be a bit dramatic... This is it. Uh, this is a new start. Well, I guess that's okay. But um, he loves it, though, doesn't he, Strauss? have he's done this before. Well, KP
3: Anderson abroad after 2015. You know, up there on the balcony, pointing to the Lords Pavilion. You know, KP will essentially is never going to play for England again, despite the fact he's just hit 323 against or whatever many he scored against Leicestershire. You know, he's actually been proved right as well, isn't
5: he? In what way? Well, we won the World Cup here. OK, uh, that that is true, and that's a, a really reasonable point. I'm not sure that dropping KP for the Test side was particularly relevant to England winning the World Cup, was no, it? No,
3: no, I'm saying he's, he's been here before, there's been two. He's made, This is his
5: third huge call. So, yeah, yes, I mean, he does deserve some credit for the changes that led to England winning the World Cup, but England as a Test team have meandered ever since and, and, and dipped, I think, in recent times. So he he also deserves some responsibility for that. You know, mm-hmm. we know what happened. The priority became white ball yeah. cricket and the balance, most people would agree, I don't think he would, th- went too far that way. Uh, he he does seem to be one for the dramatic gesture, which is somewhat surprising. Bear in mind he was quite a conservative uh, captain and he's quite a conservative man in, in most ways, it seems. But, yeah, you're right. He has made these dramatic gestures before. Look... Uh, the, maybe the better comparison, rather than KP, because there was a lot of baggage, was Charlotte Edwards. No one... well, that, I, I was about to mention that.
3: 2016, Mark Robinson decides to take Charlotte Edwards away from the side. She was more than capable of performing within it, but he felt that the tall tree yeah. situation. And England went on to win the World Cup.
5: Yeah, that that was a really brave decision that was vindicated. So we'll wait and see. So, I mean, what are we saying right now? Because I I, I think we're a bit... Ambiguous in in our answers now. I th- I'm surprised by this. Uh, I am probably 60-40 against it. But I, you know, at some stage you do have to move on. It is a new cycle. Just a bit worried that they're always trying to look to the future, always trying to be a bit clever. They're not that good at cricket. Just pick your best team sometimes, eh? And maybe you um, rotate those two. Maybe you have to be a bit stronger on that. But it looked to me, as in Australia, as if both of them were fairly willing to accept that. I thought Broad was very mature when he was left out the side, very positive about his colleagues. I don't know. Uh, As I say, good luck to the people coming in, but also you don't want to make opportunities that easy for new players. I think Saqib has one five-wicket haul in first-class cricket. I think Fisher has two in a career that's into its eighth year. We're asking a lot of these fellas, uh, and maybe the expertise of... Some of those guys would have been uh, not the worst thing to have in the dressing room. Look, you still got Chris Wokes there. That's interesting. He averaged 55, I think, with the ball in the ashes. He's only a couple of years younger than Broad, I think. That's an interesting one, isn't it? I love Chris Wokes. I'm his biggest fan. But how do you really justify that?
3: Well, I was unsure, and it was one of the questions I would have asked Strauss, but, you know, the time came, was against me. Who is Wokes in for? Is he in as a, as a backup for Stokes, the all-rounder, or is he in as a replacement for Jimmy Anderson, or is he in as a, a, a essentially, a first-change bowler who
5: can bat at eight? And he's in as a swing bowler, was what he's told us. But also, uh, and this wasn't said, but I think is implicit, he's in for his character. He is a particularly positive, well-meaning, but also quiet uh, character with a lot of skills, which he'll be happy to pass on to other people. I do worry about that a little bit. You know, that was part of the reason that KP was dropped, supposedly, for his character. I think sometimes you just got to work with and get on with people that you might ne- not necessarily want to go bivouacking together at the weekend. You know, you've got to. That's that's I think what being professionals about. Do you think that there's a shade of Collingwood call in that then? Because Collingwood
3: was a character he was in the side because he was a a character. Um, not a character, that's not the right word, but you know what I mean, to, to follow the, the the point. For his character. For his character. Yeah. And if you were to hold up his test record, caps wise, to someone like Rob Key, for instance, who was seen as a character, which which paid it, which which cost him. So maybe that's a Collingwood call. Um, and one other thing as well, just to go back to the point, because you're right. I've heard I've been equally annoyed by the intransigence of selection and also the create the, the, the creativity for want of a better word you know where exactly do you do you lie do you pick your best team and try and win the game in hand or do you prepare for a life that's after um that that's about to come it's, it's not far off you know and you get caught between two stools essentially you get angry about one thing and then the other I think a lot of this comes back to the captaincy for me I've I don't think that Joe Root is a particularly good captain. I don't think he's a particularly strong captain, but I think he's admired within the dressing room. Um, I'm not sure he has ever really had that 100% backing of Broad and Anderson. Um, I think it's always difficult when your friends become your captain, and I'm not sure that transition ever really worked perfectly. And I I wonder whether, if in another world, you had the likes of Ben Stokes captaining the side... Forgoing an IPL contract not playing ODI cricket um, or perhaps not playing T20 cricket outside of the World Cup cycles maybe you would to see um, a tougher England side a more resolute England side uh, England side captained with more creativity and tactical awareness and I think the results would have come from the back of that and I think that in essence what's happened here is that in trying to protect the captain Joe Root they're essentially giving him his last chance Um and that's, it's a backwards way of essentially selecting a team.
5: I think there's a lot in that. I'm not sure I agree with all of it. Look, it would have been an equally dramatic but reasonable, I guess, decision to say, OK, we're, we're going to sack Root as captain now and move on. I don't know that Stokes is ready and willing. I think, you know, we have to remember he has just taken time out of the game to work. I,
3: I agree. I don't think he's ready now.
5: Okay. I absolutely
3: don't think that that is a, an option, but I think it will become an option or could become an option.
5: Categorically it could, yeah. I mean, why why on earth couldn't he captain? Of course he could captain. Uh, He's a natural leader, uh, very great cricket brain, basically be brought up on the cricket pitch. Uh, Nothing he can't do, lead by example, uh, uh, underrated as an orator. You know, no no reason why not. I absolutely agree. Just not sure that time is now, and that's fine. I think the relationship between him and Joe is very strong, and again, that's a good thing, so they might dovetail quite nicely, and when it is time to give it up... Look, again, I think uh, Strauss maybe has a liking for, I don't know, demure is the wrong word. But I- I'm always slightly concerned that they've picked this team of nice guys, generally, mm. in Joe Root or Andrew Strauss's image. We- we've dealt with a lot of sports stars. They're not always, are they? Sometimes they've got a bit of edge. Uh, a bit of dog, as Alan Donald would say. Um, you know, not not absolutely sure that this looks like a side that is going to build over the next four years into world beaters. I I would be very very surprised if that happens. Basically though it comes down to the same thing. It doesn't matter who you pick really. English cricket isn't strong enough I think at the moment to be the world number one side Mm. and you have to look at the reasons for that and the reasons for that are the lack of priority given to Red Bull cricket in the domestic schedule in particular. Just a, a lack of love for the Red Bull game. And I'm always going to say that if you get the domestic game right, the test team will largely look after itself. And, uh, oh, they're a long way from getting the domestic game right. The year is 2035. It's February. We're at Lords,
3: George, and the start of the county season is, um, is a day away. Because it, it, it is getting that way, isn't it? OK, right. Thank you for your time. Uh, plenty to ponder uh, and I hope you've enjoyed this uh, following on show uh, myself, John Norman George de Bell and uh, a host of other names uh, looking back at Sir Andrew Strauss uh, decision to rest Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson for the live and exclusive uh, talks for coverage of Western News against England